Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you so much for tuning in today to our Winning Side broadcast and we are glad to have you with us on this uh, Tuesday. It is the first day of February and uh, we are uh, into 2022. It's been a great start. And the Lord has been good to us. I'm just, I still cannot believe in our church already all that God has done in uh, January. And we're looking forward to a great month in February. We've got a lot of exciting things coming up. Of course, this Sunday, I'm looking forward to this Sunday. Uh, but then the next Sunday, a week from Sunday, is our, our I Love My Church Sunday. And we'll have that Saturday evening. We have our Valentine banquet for all of our adults. And then Sunday all day will be a special day. And that's uh, going to be great. And uh, I hope you'll be in prayer for that. Uh, but we welcome you, those listening on the radio. Thank you for tuning in, 95.9 FM. Uh, those on our radio app and on the podcast, we welcome you. You say, well, why do you always mention those folks? Because... They're listening too, and we want them to know we appreciate them tuning in. And, uh, you know, sometimes we get tunnel vision, don't we? And we think we're the only ones, right? Well, there's a lot of other people that are watching and listening. We've got folks watching on Facebook, and we've got folks that watch the uh, winning side on YouTube. And uh, for all of you that are listening, I hope that you're having a good day. Some of you listen every day, and I appreciate that. Some of you just listen whenever you have time, whenever you're in the car at noon and you're driving to go somewhere, and I appreciate you tuning in. Maybe today this is your first time. You've just turned on the radio station or you've listened online and you said, what in the world is this? Well, this is our daily broadcast uh, here at Victory Baptist Church, and it's my privilege to come to you every day with some uh, words of encouragement, with a song, and with the Word of God, and I hope you're doing well today. Happy birthday today to one of our uh, young ladies in our church and in our school, Jade Lassiter. Jade, I hope you have a great day. Uh, happy birthday to you. Let's pray for our church, pray for our school, pray for our missionaries, uh, pray for all the ministries of the church. Say, well, what are the ministries of the church? Well, it's all one ministry of the church, but under the church, we have so many different ministries. For instance, we have on Wednesday nights, we have our master club ministry. On Sundays, we have our bus ministry. Uh, we have our Sunday school ministry, our junior church ministry, our music ministry. We have our, our live streaming ministry. This Right now, this is a radio ministry. And you say, what's ministry? It's just different ways in which we can serve the Lord. We, we minister, we serve God through these different avenues. And I thank the Lord for it. Uh, I want you to hear a song. Brother Caleb and I were going through some songs yesterday. And we try to do that from time to time. I try to get a list. That way it's not every day I'm having to come up with a different song. Although I do that sometimes. And sometimes we switch it. And sometimes we add a song last minute. But we got a whole list. And we've got a list in these next few weeks of songs uh, that are old songs, but boy, they're so good. 
And uh, here's one by the Epley family. I've told you about the Epley family before. They're such a blessing. And when I was um, in uh, college, especially, I remember when I was in high school, but especially when I was in college and then as a as an assistant pastor and a youth pastor, this family used to come and they would sing at our church and they'd sing at special meetings. We had all their CDs. We had some of their old cassette tapes. And uh, now um, Charity uh, Epley uh, is uh, married to my wife's brother, Joseph. And Joseph and Charity, they're serving in uh, Washington, Iowa at the Marion Avenue Baptist Church. Joseph's been here before and uh, he's preached for us, but they're a blessing. But I want you to hear this song by the Epley family. God has been so good to me. I hope you enjoy the song. I've always had a place to sleep, clothes to wear and food to eat. God has been so good to me. Thank you, Lord, for mom and dad, the best friends on earth I've had. God has been so good to me. so good to me. I'm thankful for a fine family. The little church that I attend and for all my Christian friends. God has been so good to so good to me. God has been so good to me. I'm thankful for a fine family. The little church that I attend and for all my Christian friends. God has been so good to that I attend and for all my Christian friends God has been so good to me Amen, that's a good song hope you enjoyed that And uh, you know, I, I was telling our church on Sunday uh, we sang a few old songs and I commented how we had in the front, uh, not the front row, the second row, we had some teenagers. There's eight teenagers, and I counted them specifically. And while we were singing those old songs, uh, oh, I forget what songs. I should have looked them up, but they were good. I think one was the solid rock. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And I'll think of the other one here in a minute. But uh, as we were singing those songs, I looked down and all 
of those teenagers were singing. And I bless my heart. And I hope you never get tired of the old songs. I know that song we just heard was not a hymn, uh, but that's an old song. And it's so true. God has been so, so good. And I thank the Lord for His goodness in my life. God has been better to me than I deserve. That is for sure. And I thank the Lord for that great song. Let's look at uh, Proverbs 30. Now, Solomon is going through, he's giving some instruction to his son, Rehoboam. Well, we saw uh, these last few days, we saw some lessons from um, the, the grave, the barren womb, uh, the earth that is not filled with water, the fire that saith not it is enough. And then after that, Solomon inserts just a thought. He says, now, son, I want to remind you that the eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out, and the young eagle shall eat it. He says, son, you better honor your parents. You better do what's right. You better follow uh, their counsel. If you don't, you're going to end up a mess. You're going to end up a wreck. Well, then he gets into verses uh, 18 and 19, and he talks about some things that are too wonderful. He says, the way of uh, an eagle in the air. We talked about that. The way of a serpent upon a rock. The way of a ship in the midst of the sea. And the way of a man with a maid. Well, then we get to verse 20. And he throws in just a, kind of another little tidbit here. It almost seems like it doesn't fit. But I believe with all my heart that, that Scripture is inspired by God. It's preserved by God. I don't think there's any errors. I don't think there's anything in the Bible that should be in there that's not. And I don't think there's anything that's not in the Bible uh, that should be in the Bible. Did I say that right? I, I meant to get it both ways. I think you understand what I'm saying. I think it's perfect just like it is. You don't need to take away from it. You don't need to add to it. It's perfect. But here's the, the reminder that Solomon gives. Now, now, hang on. Solomon was a man who had many, many wives. He had many strange women. And strange meaning that they were, should not, they did not belong to him. Um, and uh, many of these women were women from, from heathen countries that did not know God. And his wives, the Bible says, and his concubines, they, they turned his heart away from the Lord. So here's what he says to his son in verse number 20. He says, such is the way of an adulterous woman. She eateth and wipeth her mouth and saith, I have done no wickedness. Now, there's several things we can talk about here, but let's talk about one, the fact that he calls this woman, he labels this woman as an adulterous woman. Now, first of all, I don't care if you are a man or a woman, adultery is wrong. It is a sin. Uh, you say, well, how do you know that? Who do you think you are? I think I'm somebody that knows how to read the Bible. And the Bible says, thou shalt not commit adultery. Then you get to the New Testament and Jesus, he, he doubles down on that. And he says, whoso looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. You see, this thing of adultery, this is serious business. And maybe you're listening right now and you say, pastor, I, I, I committed adultery. I sinned, uh, but I got things right with my spouse or I got things right with God. I say, praise God for that. But here's the difference. This adulterous woman in verse 20, here's what happens. She doesn't think she's done anything wrong. She just justifies it. As a matter of fact, she goes on about her life as if, oh, that's just the norm. That's what everybody does. Just like somebody would sit down and eat a meal. 
you get done with your meal, you wipe your mouth and you move on to the next thing. Can I tell you, uh, sin is still sin. And God's word is very clear that when we sin against God, there are consequences. And when we sin against God, there ought to be some conviction. Uh, I'll say this. If you today are living in sin, uh, and I know obviously all have sinned. We're all sinners. But if you're living in some gross, uh, 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 flagrant sin, and it doesn't even bother you, and it doesn't even affect, uh, you say, I've got a great appetite, I'm sleeping good, everything's fine. I'll tell you this, you might want to check up on your salvation. Because if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, and the Holy Spirit's going to convict you of that sin. You might sin, but you're not going to enjoy it. And you might sin, but you're not going to uh, have peace until you get things right with God. So here's one thing is this adulterous woman, she acts like it's not a big deal. As a matter of fact, she, she verbalizes it. She says, I have done no wickedness. Now, there's nothing wrong with what I've done. Don't you try to tell me. And here's a good one. Uh, uh, who are you to judge me? Well, friend, I'm not here to judge you. And I know you're not here to judge me. But I'll tell you what I do know. I do know what the Bible says. And we have a responsibility to allow the Word of God to correct us and the Word of God to show us things that are wrong and then to get those things right such as the way of an adulterous woman. She eateth, wipeth her mouth, I've done no wickedness, and goes on about her merry way. Solomon gives that warning to his son. Hey, he's like, you better watch out. First of all, don't get involved in sin. Then if you do get involved in sin, uh, confess it, get it right, and don't justify it, and don't try to live as if it's not a big deal. No, it is a big deal. Get it right with God. Uh, because until we confess our sins, um, we, are, we, are, we have broken fellowship with our father. Look at verse number 21. Solomon goes on to use some illustrations from nature or some illustrations from life. He says in verse 21, for three things, the earth is disquieted. So what does that mean? Uh, it means the earth is, it's disturbed. It, it's agitated. There's three things that are very irritating. They, they'll bother you. And for four which it cannot bear. You say, what does that mean? It means you just can't handle it. You know, there's just some things in life you just say, no, that is not good. That, that, that should not happen. Notice the list he gives. Number one, in verse 22, he says, for a servant when he reigneth. Now, there is nothing wrong, obviously, with serving. And I talked about that Sunday morning, and we are uh, saved to serve God, and we are all servants. Jesus Christ, He laid aside the glory of heaven. He came to earth and became a servant. He humbled Himself. So there's nothing wrong with being a servant. Please don't, don't misunderstand me. There's nothing wrong with uh, being uh, at the bottom of the totem pole at the company or whatever it is. You know, you may work at a place, and you say, boy, everybody's got seniority. Well, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But here's what Solomon says. There's a servant who has no experience. He has no wisdom. He has no training. He has no ability. He doesn't understand how things work. And all of a sudden, he is plopped down on the throne. And by the way, in our nation today, in our government, if you have a president or a vice president or a representative or a senator or a governor, there are some checks and balances. Thank God for that. But in Solomon's day, the king could do whatever he, he wanted to do. The queen could do whatever she wanted to do. And nobody was going to question that. 
And so for somebody without wisdom, without experience to be in charge and calling the shots and just the snap of the fingers, I mean, heads are rolling. That was a problem. And Solomon said, that is not good for a servant uh, to reign, to be the king. But then he says this. Here's another thing. A fool when he is filled with meat. You see, for somebody who is foolish, you know what they need and you know what we need when we're foolish? We need somebody to wake us up and to say, don't do that. But here's what happens. Sometimes a fool, they'll be foolish and then they've got plenty to eat and the money's in the bank and everything's good and they just continue in their foolishness uh, without any, any breaks, without any, anything stopping them or slowing them down. A fool, when he is filled with meat, And then verse 23, the Bible says, for an odious woman. We don't use that word a lot. It is a woman that is hateful. For an odious woman, when she is married. Can I tell you, marriage takes two. Takes two to get married. Takes two to stay married. It takes two to get along. And I understand there are situations where you say, well, my husband or my wife, they're not doing anything and I'm just trying to keep this together. I understand that and I thank God for it. But I'm talking about for a marriage to really be what God wants it to be, it's going to take commitment from both the husband and the wife. You know what we don't have room for in marriage? We don't have room for people being hateful. If you're listening today, you may be the wife or you may be the husband. And maybe you are mean. Maybe you are are, are spiteful. Maybe you are hateful. Maybe you are critical of your spouse. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible says husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. The Bible says that wives are to submit themselves to their own husbands. And I've preached a whole series on this, but it takes two. And if the husband will love his wife the way that he should, and if the wife will submit to her husband the way that she should, and if both will work together, I want to tell you, it's wonderful. And marriage can be the most amazing thing in all the world, but it's going to take two people working together, doing it God's way. But Solomon said, it's just, this is not good when there's a hateful woman that's married because you know what she's going to do? She is going to drive that husband up a wall and back down the other side. And by the way, the same could be true of a husband who's hateful. doesn't work. It's not good. It's, it, it, it's disturbing. It's, it's, it's irritating. And then the last one, verse 23, it says, and an handmaid that is heir to her mistress. Now, a servant reigning is a little bit different because that's talking about somebody who is in authority. But here we talk about a handmaid or, or a servant that becomes the heir, that, that receives all of the material possessions of a woman who is wealthy. Well, again, there's nothing wrong with having money. There's nothing wrong with having things. But you know, for somebody who does not know how to handle money, one of the worst things in the world is when they come into a large sum of money. You know why? because many times that money will destroy them. You know, many times, uh, and, and by the way, I don't believe in the lottery. I, I, I believe in the lottery. I know it exists, but I don't believe in playing the lottery. I, I, don't, I believe God's word is clear about gambling and those kinds of things. I don't think a Christian ought to do that. Uh, that's a whole nother message. But have you ever, ever read about people that will win the lottery? And you know what they find within a couple of years? Usually, 
Usually their money's gone, their friends are gone, and usually they're in debt. And also, they don't even know who their friends really are. Because people come out of the woodwork and they're always wondering, well, is this person just after me because of my money? Uh, Solomon says that it doesn't work when you have somebody who is a servant that all of a sudden comes into this great, huge inheritance. It's just, it, it's, it's sad. It's, it's disturbing. It's, it's, it, it's irritating to see all of that money and all of that wealth go to waste and to see people destroyed in the process. We better stop there. That's probably not the greatest spot to, to end for today, but I think for sake of time, we will. But I hope there'll be something that'll help you today. Solomon gives these examples to his son. And by the way, these examples and these illustrations were good for Solomon's son, but they're good reminders for us today. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.